WPRS HD2 Waldorf, WKYS HD2 Washington, WMMJ HD2 Bethesda, and worldwide at WOLDCnews.com. The views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. Is the Uncle Devin's show. Come on, Uncle Devin's show. Do you want to have some fun? Yeah, yeah. You want to learn something too? Yes, we do. Now, this is what you do. to the Uncle Devin show. And you know what? It's a good thing it's the Uncle Devin show because I'm Uncle Devin. And I hope everyone had a wonderful Monday. Um, I know I uh, had a wonderful weekend as well. I know I did. It was uh, great. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But this is the Uncle Devin show, a show dedicated to educating parents, teachers, and guardians about the importance that music plays in a child's development and how you can take back control of what your of your children's music listening experience. Uh, and we're going to have a fun, we got a wonderful show today coming to you. Um, I'm going to introduce my guests uh, in just one moment. Moment. Today's show is brought to you by I Am We Nation Radio. I Am We Nation is the first 24-7 online music radio station with an urban twist. You're going to hear some hip-hop. You're going to hear some go-go. You're going to hear some jazz. You're going to hear some pop. You're going to hear some folk. But you're going to hear a lot of music uh, that is reflective of the urban community. And so um, you can t- tune in at imwenation.com. That's imwenation.com with two E's. Actually, it stands for Watoto Entertainment and Education. And Watoto is Swahili for children. It is an honor and a pleasure to be here with you again. I had a wonderful weekend, actually. Um, just got back late this morning from uh, Wilson, North Carolina, and was visiting my in-laws, and they were helping to celebrate my, my wife's and I birthdays well, over the last week. Uh, and we went to a production of Annie down at the Raleigh Memorial Auditorium, uh, sponsored by the Duke Energy uh, Center for the Performing Arts. Now, I have never seen Annie. I'm I'm one of the rare people that have ever seen it. Uh, I was blown away. This was an absolute phenomenal production. Uh, And what I love about it is that um, with the exception of maybe 11 cast members, uh, the vast majority of those that were in the play were local talent. And they used youth from the local, um, uh, what do you call it, a conservatory. Uh, And I think it had up to 31 young people uh, that were in it. And it was just absolutely uh, phenomenal, and there's a, a whole list of um, all of those that participated in it, and and so it was just it was just wonderful. I mean, we we the, the music was great, and and I also love the fact that it 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 did the play was before a, a live orchestra, and I remember, and my guess we will talk uh, talk to Marlo about this in a minute, but I remember back at Duval High School in Prince George's <laughs> County uh, when we did a a, a, a play of uh, Charlie Brown. And I was a percussionist and drummer. So, you know, we we sitting there and we did all the music for the cast. And that was so much fun. Oh, my goodness. And so I'm sitting there reminiscing. um, And now I can't get this song out of my out of my head. It's a hard knock night. Hard hard knock life. It's a hard knock life for us. Whatever. It was great. But uh, but, you know, what I also like was that the um, the diversity of the cast that they had um, down at. uh, And this was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and I know um, Oliver War- Warbucks was p- portrayed by a gentleman named John Eric Parker, 
um, who's African American male that was there, and and it was it was funny because it, it, it forces us to think because the whole scene was around the time of President Roosevelt and right after you know right in the beginning of the New Deal, and so here. Um, uh, Oliver Warbucks, who was a billionaire, was portrayed by a black man mm-hmm. who had all these servants around him. You know, so if you get past the fact that you know, looking at the images and just look at acting, right, and right. It, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And uh, and let me just say this too before we get started, I, I'm waiting on a caller to call in, uh, but in studio with me, and and she's going to join me the whole the whole hour, uh, uh, but we're going to talk with uh, Marlo Castillo. She is uh, arts integration resource. Um, resource teacher uh, for the one and only Prince George's County public school system of which I am uh, a a proud product. So welcome to the Uncle Devin show. Thanks Uncle Devin. Glad to be here. Well, it's an honor to, to, to give back to the County that helped really give me my music development. I I, I can't take that. Probably no greater influence on my musical career was the, uh, the County of Prince George's County. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about what you do in just a moment. Um, um, have you introduced introduce yourself to the to the uh, audience in just a minute? But I also should be having a caller call in any moment now. Um, I don't know if she's on the phone now. Um, Alonzo, she's not there. Okay. Uh, hopefully, joining us uh, real soon will be Dr. E. Faye Williams. Uh, she is the national chairperson for the National Congress of Black Women, and uh, she's also a local uh, talk show host. Um, uh, on the Pacifica network, and we're going to talk to her about a lot of the different activities that they go that they have going on, including a boycott uh, of certain companies that continue to support uh, the negative music that our children and our community listen to. And so, um, uh, she should be calling in, um, in in just a moment. And then also, lastly, let me just say that if you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call at one eight hundred. Four five zero seven eight seven six. That's one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. If you ever saw the play Annie, mm-hmm. give us a call. Let me know what your thoughts were. This was this was really my first time ever seeing it, and I know that Jamie Foxx did a version that had pretty much all black cast, but then you had the original uh, rendition of it. I've heard the music all my life, but I've never ever saw um, the cast. And and I'll say, I, I'm trying to remember the young lady's name. There was one young girl who was probably five years old mm-hmm. stole the show. Oh, oh my <laughs> goodness. Her energy, Precious. her laughter. It was just it was just phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. And so um, if you've seen the show Annie or, um, or you have any idea, or if you remember what it was about, give us a call. That's at uh, 1-800- Four five zero seven eight seven six. But right now, we're going to go to uh, our guest and, and Marlo. Um, tell tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Annie was the first musical I saw live. Oh, really? <laughs> I okay, think look I at was that. about five or seven. Okay, here at the National Theater in uh-huh. Washington. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. And look at the con- contradiction. So you, right? It was your first one, and it was just my last play I've there ever seen. Go. Okay. So go. now you work with Prince George's County as our, uh, as the arts integration resource teacher. Proudly so. Okay. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about that, and then how'd you get here? I know you have a rich, illustrious <laughs> history as a children's music, um, uh, as a children's music author, um, a musician, I guess, or a teaching artist. Well. Um, so I, uh, returned to Prince George's County uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, uh-huh. November, 2017, um, to join, a, a fabulous movement. I want to say, okay. um, in bringing arts integration back to the County in a real way. Uh, mm-hmm. the County has a long, varied and rich history with mm-hmm. arts integration, okay. arts integration being, uh, using different art forms mm-hmm. to teach other subjects. Okay, right, okay? right. Um, so about, uh, two and a, uh, about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh, the great John Shashini, mm-hmm. who uh, was at the helm of, of bringing this uh, piece of art integration back to the county about five years ago, mm-hmm. um, finally uh, contacted me and... Uh, said we could we could hook up again he was uh mm-hmm. my favorite boss in in the past yeah. uh, as a principal at 
an arts integration partnership school with the Kennedy Center. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was great to come back, one, come back into the county, mm -hmm. and two, come back to work uh, directly with teachers in Prince George's County in arts integration. Well, talking about coming back into mm -hmm. the county, and I believe Alonzo, is someone on the, on the phone line, is it Dr. Williams? Okay, I'll be right, right with there in just a moment. But coming back to bringing arts integration and arts back into the county, mm -hmm. I remember in 77, 78 mm -hmm. when they got rid of, they really cut the budget dr dramatically mm -hmm. right. for arts, for sports. Um, I was uh, at, at the time it used to be called Roger B. Tani, uh Junior High School. It was now called Thoroughgood Marshall. Okay. And um, if those that remember, uh, Roger B. Tani was the one that uh, said that blacks were, was a Supreme Court justice that said that blacks were three-fifths of the person. Mm. And here I was going to a school with that name. But you know, luckily the community rallied and changed the name. But they got rid of sports. They got rid of a lot of the music programs. Even though I still say going through Duval High School mm -hmm. all four years uh, in the jazz band, in the, in the concert band, in the symphonic band was just um uh, uh, the highlight of my life, and I mean, we're still tight to this day. Shout out to my um, music teacher, uh, Patricia Hopkins, All right. and uh, I know she's listening. So, what has been when you say bringing back the, mm -hmm. the what, what's been the push? How have they uh, really been bringing it back into the county? So that's a great question, and um, because I was away from the county for a while, mm -hmm. I can't speak to all of it. Okay, yes, but. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in the county, I started teaching in the county in turn of the last century. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, then uh, at that time, mm -hmm. most schools had a full-time music teacher. Okay. Um, at that time, I was a third and fourth grade teacher at Spring Hill Lake in yes. Greenbelt, Maryland. That's right. Yes. That's right. Okay. Um, and, but, uh, you know, visual arts was mm. a luxury. Yes. Um, we met a visual arts teacher for maybe a week out of the school year. Mm -hmm. Visual arts teachers usually had eight, nine, maybe ten schools that yes. they um, went through in a school year. Mm -hmm. And... Um, but at the time, there were also some strong schools mm -hmm. that uh, that used arts integration in their schools mm -hmm. through partnership with the Kennedy Center's Changing Education Through the Arts program. Yes, and that's again that's what you you worked. Yeah. With. Okay. Yes. Yeah. In that capacity. Well, that's great. I know that. Um, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that as well in terms of mm -hmm. the connection. And uh, now, what type of partnerships do you all have in the county to yeah. help enrich the um, the music programs? Super. Um, so, uh, just to to clarify that mm -hmm. um, the arts integration is all of the art forms yes, that we're that's talking right. about: exactly. music, dance, theater, media arts, and visual arts. Yes. Um, but we have some very strong partners. Uh, we're so fortunate to mm -hmm. live in such an arts-rich yes. area, mm -hmm. um, but uh, definitely the Kennedy Center's Education Division, mm -hmm. uh, Young Audiences Arts for Learning up in yes. Baltimore. Yes, which I'm a member of. There yes. you go. Mm -hmm. um, Artivate, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, based around here as well. Mm -hmm. um, Wolf Trap Early Learning. Which I'm a member also. There yes. you go. Uh -huh. uh, Crayola Create Ed. And, and I love that. I heard mm -hmm. you talking about, I heard someone coming up at the last... Uh, conference that I performed at and uh -huh. was talking about uh, what is it called Crayola Create Create Ed Create yeah. Create Ed I love that so we're yeah. going to talk a little bit about that in just okay. a minute okay super so it's a lot of different partnerships yeah and then of course we have our local partnerships with okay. Prince George's Arts and Humanities Council yes. as well as the African American Museum in Prince George's County Absolutely. and the list really goes on and on okay. um, you know we're of course very community oriented and mm -hmm. uh, really believe that um, bringing our rich resources, rich local resources into our mm -hmm. schools is only going to benefit our children. Well, you're listening to Marlo Castillo, uh, arts integration resource teacher for Prince George's County, and she's going to be with me the entire hour. We're going to talk more about the wonderful programming that they do in Prince George's County. We're going to, uh, if you if you hold on for about 60 seconds, we're going to listen to the traffic and the weather. We're going to bring in Dr. E. Faye Williams, national chairperson for the National Black National Congress of Black Women, 
And we're going to sh- find a way to connect all this together because it's all connected. You're Thank listening you. to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL. Don't go anywhere. And we're back. You're listening to Uncle Devin, uh, the children's drum cushionist here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM. Uh, and my go- my guest in studio that's going to be with me the entire hour is Marlo Castillo, uh, arts integration resource t- uh, teacher for Prince George's County of Public Schools in Maryland, uh, which I am a proud grad. And um, today's show is brought to you by I Am We Nation. I Am We Nation Radio, the first 24-7 online music radio station dedicated to children, uh, dedicated to children of the urban community is what we call children's music with an urban twist. Just go to IamWeNation.com with two E's uh, and you can listen uh, 24-7 to some of the, the best music uh, in the country. Uh, listen, um, also, uh, I want to say that the uncle uh, that this show, for those who are unfamiliar with it, is dedicated to eradicating what I call music adultification. Uh, that's where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age appropriate and culturally relevant music. Uh, and my next guest uh, has um, with her organization and the work that she has done um, it has been on this war path for, for years, not just about music, but just about making sure that we can uh, elevate um, uh, particularly in the black community. Uh, I'm honored to have none other than Dr. E. Faye Williams, uh, National Director of the National Congress of Black Women. Uh, welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. And then let me first of all compliment you on the great work that you do. My good friend Nia 2X has been telling me about you for a long time. So I've been admiring what you're doing as we're also working uh, to eradicate uh, this music. You, you know, um, it was Dr. Francis Cress Welsing who said uh, long before she uh, left us, you know, that yes. uh, the only people who can denigrate themselves or black people, mm-hmm. we, we do it to ourselves. We, we allow these uh, promoters and sponsors to uh, allow our young people to say all kinds of things that are denigrating, that are demeaning, uh, particularly to black people. They don't play these songs on other stations. They play them on what you just mentioned, quote, urban stations. Yes. stations. And they know that those are our stations where where our children are going to listen to all these things that demean them and say that uh, they're not aspirational to them. They give them no inspiration to go on and to do better, but rather they tear them down. We hear so much about illegal drugs, violence, domestic violence. We hear so mu- many things mm-hmm. that, about shooting up our neighborhoods and killing ourselves, you know, yes. murdering ourselves. And, and, and those are the kinds of things that people like the person in the White House criticize us for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're blessed. We have people like you. We have other uh, groups out there like the sororities and many of the fraternities who are helping to mentor our young children. But we need to get this filth off the radio, off records, you know, and parents should listen to what their children are listening to. Many parents don't even know what these words are, right. like, you know, with OT Genesis, with I love my my cocoa. Well, oh. parents need to know he's promoting illegal drugs yes. on that. Or, you you know, you have 21 Savage and others talking about shooting up the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Parents need to listen to this music and stop their children from listening, but provide them an alternative. We're not saying cut out music. We want music. That's like right. Like the sister was talking about music in the schools. I know I'm down in Louisiana now, which is where I grew up, and we used to have state conferences and contests where we had to do positive art, positive right. music, you know, positive kinds of competition, and we look forward to it. And we need to get our children back to doing that again instead of always running down the street, you know, uh, with things on their ears, uh, you know, and, and they tuning everything else out except listening all day to this negative music that's demeaning them. So I understand that um, you may be connected with a, a campaign uh, that yes. I believe was, I don't know if it was initiated, but definitely has been, been championed by Bob Law. Yes, Bob Law uh-huh. um, from New York, who uh, once had a radio program, I think it was called Night Talk. And yes. then, of course, a brother from the Chicago area, Kwabanara Stuli, mm-hmm. uh, with Clear the Airwaves. We have been working together now. We've picked up the campaign 
that Dr. Cedalores Tucker and uh, Melba Moore and, and, and Dionne Warwick and some others started years ago before I was national president of the National Congress of Black Women. So we're continuing it because we're seeing the need for it. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Right. So we're working together. Um, we, we just uh, wrapped up a campaign um, uh, just a few weeks ago where we had young people who were working with us going out into the street, going to some of these places um, that that's spend a lot of money in order to promote this, uh, this this filth in our neighborhoods. And so that's who we're working with now, trying to get corporations to understand that they need to put money into the kind of thing that uh, you and the sister have been discussing here on the radio rather than the negative stuff that they promote on many of these urban stations every day. You know, one of the challenges... is called Respect Us. So oh, respect, um, we okay. have young people who've been wearing, you know, T-shirts that say "Respect Us." And you know, when 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 we see the, when we see the young people wearing them, people actually compliment them on them because they want this too. They just don't know how to go about stopping it. So we've decided that we have to deal with it economically and that we have to stop spending our money where we're not respected. Yes, absolutely. And with the Respect Us um, campaign, is there if, if other communities would like to join that, um, what's the best way for them to do so? Yes, we have a website, uh, nationalcongressbw.org, nationalcongressbw.org. And on the front page, you can click on uh, the, the word Respect Us, and you can get information uh, about the campaign. And always, I give out my number because I, I appreciate people calling me and discussing it because some people want to argue with it. You know, they'll say things like, oh, that's just what the young people like. But we're responsible as adults for teaching them what they need to like, yes. not, you know, this stuff that destroys them and keeps them from being all that they can be. So I want to give out my number. Anyone who wants to discuss the campaign and join us will be happy to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 202-678-6788. That's 202-678-6788. And I respond to every single call that I get. If I'm not there, just leave a number. And when I return to the phone, I return every call. I don't just dismiss callers, you know, I, I want to discuss and engage with them as to why we need to be trying to change this and why we need to be working on things that respect us. See, and I can tell you used to work with Dick Gregory because he was... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was my best friend. And <laughs> exactly. he, was, uh, he, he has marched. We've protested together. You know, we would protest so much that we would stop by. We'd see people protesting on the street. Mm-hmm. We'd just get out of the car and say, what, what are you protesting for? And they would name it. It usually was some labor dispute. Yes. We'd go back to the car, get a sign out of the trunk that fit what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so we travel all over the world to London and, and, yes. and all the states across the country picketing for one reason or another mm-hmm. because we feel that it's important for us to show our disdain for some of these dirty things that are happening, some of the things that are not inspiring young people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I was growing up, I mean, we had to go to school every day. We had to respect our teachers. We had to respect the grown-ups. And that's what we'd like for our young people to do. Now, we know that they have a lot of things that we didn't have, mm-hmm. but every generation is supposed to be better than the generation before mm-hmm. them. They don't have to do everything the way that I would want them to do it, but respect is something that is expected of every generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that that part of it is it almost seems that there's no filter there's no um you know uh, anything goes and what i've done in the and what i want to bring to the respect us movement and work with um this movement is is helping to provide that alternative which is why i created a one why i created this station here because i'm here on the radio one network but i believe this is the first time that we've ever had a program that is dedicated specifically to children's music children Mm -hmm. and family music Mm -hmm. um and when i say children i'm also talking definitely uh zero to twelve but primarily zero to eight zero to nine um and 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 you may know some of this history uh dr williams but i don't know that there's ever been any children's music uh, any type of national children's music programming mm. um, in our communities. and I don't think so, and that's what we are encouraging mm-hmm. some of these companies um, that spend the most money. May I tell you who some of them are that spend the most money on these urban radio stations? Absolutely. And play this filthy yeah, music? We, we need to know and who they are. They need to be proud of, <laughs> of, of what they don't do. Absolutely, because we have to meet with them. 
They have refused to meet with us, and until they do, Mm -hmm. and they stop putting money into these stations and start putting money into the kinds of things you've been talking about, Mm -hmm. we will continue to say to our people, don't spend your money where you're not respected. We're talking McDonald's. They Mm -hmm. spend a lot of money on, quote, urban radio stations. They're refusing to meet with us thus far. We're talking about subway restaurants. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Adidas tennis shoes. You know, our people... Spend money buying all these things. We're talking about pennies. We're talking about coal. These are companies that we've tried to talk with. They're ignoring us because they know that our people are going to continue going and spending their money and destroying themselves, destroying our children. But they're going to stop. We're going to keep it up. We started this years ago, mm-hmm. and we're not giving it up. You know, it may take yeah. a long time, but we've had companies that have had to back away from this years ago. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll deal with these companies this time, and they will ultimately come to the table, and we'll have them understand how they're destroying our community and what they should be spending their money on. Yeah, in fact, um, you know, since I started I Am We Nation Radio, uh, which is a 24-7 online music radio station that plays pretty much children's music of an urban twist, Um, the parents that have been reaching out just saying, wow, I didn't even know it existed Mm -hmm. because many of them love their music, but they don't know that there is an alternative out there. Mm -hmm. And so part of my challenge and and goal is to make sure that everyone is aware because at least they know they will have a choice uh, of, of where to go to. Now, if they choose to allow, continue to allow their children to listen to certain music, then that's their that's their prerogative, but right. I think that, and I still believe in in the, in the goodness of the majority of people that if they had the alternative to do the right thing, they would do so. Uh, Doctor Williams, we want to have to take a quick little break so we can check the uh, weather and um, traffic. Don't go anywhere because when you come back, I also want to talk a little bit about your history and working with charter schools. I understand you used to do a lot of work in the charter school system. Well, actually, I work more in the public school system. I mean, public school system. Okay, but then maybe I read that wrong. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. I once once spoke for a charter school event, but I taught in public schools, and that's what I support. Oh, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Okay, well, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Uncle Devin Show. Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, WOF, 95.9 FM. National president of the National Congress of Black well, I Women. Play, I play all those roles anyway, whatever, <laughs> chair, director, executive director, manager, right, you know, whatever. Right. I, I do the same job. Okay, we'll see. And and that's great. And then also in studio, uh, and it's great that we're about to make this connection, is Marlo Castillo. She's the arts integration uh, resource teacher for Prince George's County Public School System in Maryland. And so you about to talk a little bit about your work in public schools, and, and I think this will be a natural connection between the two of you all. Dr. Williams, so you, you would, you would uh, go ahead and continue to work, uh, explain the work that you've done in, in the right. public school systems. Right. I was a public school teacher in Los Angeles. Um, ah, me too. <laughs> some years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I taught at Carver Junior High School and, and several other schools, all but right. uh, that, that's most of my public school experience. Okay. But I also worked for the National Education Association and became director of the Overseas Education Association, which, you know, which are also public schools. Gotcha. Now, in terms of the mention of public charter schools, yeah, that, that's an option in some places where there are no good public schools, but only until legislators do their job, do yes. the right thing, yes. and put the funds into public schools so that no matter where a young person lives, he or she that's can right. have a good school. But yeah. I am, uh, you know, I am a labor person. I support labor, and I know that, uh, that labor supports public schools. So um, I I have always been a a teacher. I've taught at public universities, public law schools, uh, all of my career, and have supported them. So um, that that is a misunderstanding. If anyone thinks that I support charter schools, even public Mm -hmm. charter schools, over public schools, because the most of our children are in public schools, and that tells me that's where most of our resources should go yes. to do the kinds of things you've been talking about on your program. Well, especially after the, uh, the you know, the, the struggles for public schools. But wait. Yes. Yeah, and um, I think that uh, we need to recognize the amazing work that our public school teachers do. Yes. Um, right, absolutely. With few I've resources had... and having to overcome many challenges, yeah. uh, that uh, we su- we have to support public schools because right. we know that most of our children are going to have to go to public schools. And I think that uh, some of the things you were talking about earlier really point a lot to 
the environment in our public schools right now where our teachers really uh, struggle to bring these more creative practices into the classroom and engage our students because of the federally and state mandated testing that keeps coming through. And uh, so our charge in creative and performing arts in uh, Prince George's County is to help students achieve through the arts. By Um, the way, I was very involved in the arts when I was in school, and that's what I taught also. mm -hmm. But uh, I I actually had a Screen Actors Guild card at one time, not paid more in my dues than I got paid for the movie. <laughs> right. I oh, I didn't know that. So what What, what was your yeah. artist? Uh, were you an actress? Or I, was you... a, I was an actress, oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and I have a very good friend who has just completed a play uh, in Montgomery County uh, called uh, Fire in My Eyes. His name is Dr. Percy Thomas. Oh, and nice. he wrote into one of his plays a scene about me and some of the work that I've done. Wow. It just ended last weekend. I wish it had an opportunity to see it. Yes. But he continues to write plays and involves people of all ages in the community uh, because I think that it's very therapeutic uh, in drama and speech. Those mm-hmm. are the things I taught when I was in Los Angeles. Of mm-hmm. course, later I taught law and you know other things. But um, I am very much for the arts, and mm-hmm. we'll see any play anywhere. Mm-hmm. As, uh, the, the, the play that Dr. Thomas wrote was about teaching young men um, about, um, you know, the dangers out there in the community. Mm-hmm. And we need more writers, more, more actors and actresses to, to do that, mm-hmm. uh, because they, they, they need to know uh, that there, there are dangers out there still. And uh, we, we, we don't say stay away from everything because of the problems in the community, but be the one who's trying to help to resolve right. the problems. And hopefully the parents are being mentors, not just to their children, but to their neighbor's children, mm-hmm. their friend's children, their relatives, etc. And I think when that happens, uh, our children will improve. I know mm-hmm. that in our office, we never turn down a young person who wants to be an intern in our office. We think that it's our responsibility to help young people who want to better themselves. And when they don't know that they want to better themselves, it's our responsibility to help to show them why they need to uh, do better than their parents did. Because that's what we all had to do. We, We all were taught that we were to respect our elders, we were to appreciate what they did before us, but then we had an obligation to do even better than they did and to move on. And that's not happening today. It seems like a lot of our young people are being led astray, and we've got to get a grip on it. So more people need to come out and be mentors to these young people. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the beautiful thing, and I'm sorry, um, I'll let you continue. The beautiful thing about uh, the whole field of children's music mm-hmm. is that when a child comes into this world, they are just a, 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 beacon, of, a beacon of light Absolutely. that is waiting to be um, cultivated. Yeah. And through music, especially from zero to five, mm-hmm. a human brain develops almost 80% of its capacity. And if we can cultivate it with, through the proper arts, through uh, positive, positive reinforcement, um, we're really, really helping that child, but that next generation uh, really g- get a, a head start. In, in the directions that we're going in. And so one of the things that I did, and I don't know if you heard earlier, uh, Dr. Williams, that I was doing a, a quick little review of, uh, I saw the the play Annie down at the uh, North Carolina, uh, was at Raleigh Memorial Auditorium uh, on, on Saturday. Uh, and it was uh, directed by Eric Woodall, but they used 31 local young people in this uh in this play and it was absolutely phenomenal so i'm I'm glad to hear your experience as uh, you know on stage and i know the work that prince george's county where i'm a graduate Mm -hmm. is continuing to do through you know people uh, like marlo here to give children the uh the these opportunities to express themselves uh that is you know where many times money was taken away from those types of situations Speaking right. of acting, you know, I can do a mean old Dick Gregory, man. <laughs> <laughs> I started off, <clears throat> I was in Los Angeles last week to receive an award, and I did three Dick Gregory stories. Well, hey, I had the crowd there. <laughs> After that. Now, I don't always use the language he used. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> just love. That's all. The story, he had such powerful stories, you know, yeah. in, in terms of growing up and, mm-hmm. and, and even as an adult. He always had some story that had a, had a meaning for it. So, you yes. know, we listen to some of the comedians, and they just do kind of 
filthy stuff, yeah. no meaning. Yeah, just shock value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I do a program. In fact, I do a program in remembrance of Mr. Gregory. And one of the things I always ask my guests is, do you have a Dick Gregory story? They almost always have something they yes. remember that he said maybe from the time they were very young on to the time that he passed uh, away. I, I still can't say died. But anyway, when he left us. Everybody's got a Dick Gregory story. You don't even have to have met him. You could have just heard him speak somewhere, read something he said that was meaningful. And and I I try to do that. So in that way, um, he was my best friend, and um, I, I try to do the kinds of things he would do if he was still here. In fact, I made him that promise on his deathbed that I would carry on and do much of the work that he was doing uh, or that we did together. Well, you know, he was one of the ones that changed my life um, when I was in I college. That yeah, I mean, it. I was the uh, vice president of the Black Student Union at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Mm-hmm. Um, and we brought him in to speak. I really didn't know much about him. I'm on the stage. I introduced him. And I wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready. And, and three hours later, with no notes, he had taught me more about myself and about the world than I probably learned the whole time while I was at school. And and, and from that moment, I began became a researcher because he taught me the art of just knowing, you know, he kept saying, know thyself, just know thyself. Mm-hmm. And it was it was absolutely phenomenal. But um, now and and with, with since I have two educators here, <laughs> I mean, I can't take I, I got to take advantage of this. If you. Talking to some teachers who may not be involved in the arts, Mm -hmm. why should they even consider working with the arts programs to enhance their curriculums? Yeah, so um, there's a lot of research out there uh, for a lot of the reasons we've been talking about already. Right. Uh, number one is student engagement. Yes. Um, there's so much research out there that says bringing the arts into the classroom uh, enhances student engagement mm-hmm. and student creativity. Mm-hmm. Of course, all our uh, 21st century research yes. says that uh, creative and critical thinking is what our workforce needs. Mm-hmm. And the arts are in a unique position mm-hmm. to uh, provide that. Yes. And then also what you were talking about in terms of uh, really um, dealing with uh, important issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the opportunity through the arts for students to express themselves, yes. express their opinions, and uh, connect with mm-hmm their history, their community, all of the above uh, through various art forms in a way that allows them to express themselves that, uh, you know, sitting in their seat Mm -hmm. and uh, pencil paper work does not allow them to do. And I'm just so proud to be in a county where that is valued. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our creative arts department um, is a fabulous group of uh, 14 whereas the surrounding wow. counties the creative arts department could be two three oh, four really? people okay and in prince george's county there are 14 of us trying to do this work wow, to that's great better our students that's great and, and you and know the, i had a, another great hero i uh, my undergraduate school was Grambling university in louisiana mm-hmm. uh, coach eddie robinson was one of my best friends yes wow. and um what what i think the arts do is exactly what coach robinson taught his young men and and the young women that he taught at grambling and that is teamwork yes mm-hmm. learn to produce Absolutely. something by working together with yep. someone else and if it's a one-person show that doesn't mean only one person put it together usually there's a producer there's That's a director right. there's right. a writer the whole team can mm-hmm. make something wonderful mm-hmm. and you know they develop people to think and and to create That's and to right. want to engage with others uh, as the sister said and to to engage in a meaningful way mm-hmm. to give somebody something to 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 learn from yes. you know because our, our art can can be uh, creative now I know that when I was in in, in uh, grammar school and high school and all, I played almost every instrument in the band. All Don't right. ask me to play one today. <laughs> you know I was about to. I played the piano, saxophone, drum, clarinet, all of them. It was like whenever somebody was absent, the band director just said, "Williams, okay, you're playing whatever today." But it, wow. you know, it makes you push yourself. Yes, to right. Create something. Yes. And uh, I, I think I still have those habits today. I almost think you know, in terms of there's there's, there's no such thing as I can't do that. My mom who's 97 that I'm visiting right now always says something that, oh, 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 I can't, can't, oh, can't been dead or something like that. <laughs> I never, I, I just tell people, 
Well, I don't know at the moment, but give me two minutes, I'll know how. Thank and you. I read a lot. Yes. Uh, Mr. Gregor used to buy books, and he would always buy two. Well, the reason being is I could sit up at night, even if he were in Spain or in, mm-hmm. in New York or wherever, and he would ask me to read certain um, items in the book to him. So yes. he would have his, I would have mine, and we could still discuss it. Uh, but I, I just, reading can do so much, but then music and, and art, painting, all of those things just make you a more positive person. Yes, it does. And I mean, even like you say, with Gregory being an artist himself as a comedian, which right. is, a, <laughs> that's one of the more difficult arts. But mm-hmm. he showed me how you don't become uh, a slave to the art. You use the art to transform society. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. that to me, you know, I mean, we whether you look at him, Muhammad Ali, whether you look at, um, you know, Max Roach, the great drummer, and how he used his his instrument to to enhance society. I mean, there's there, we have that responsibility uh, to be able to do that. Now, you indicated again the way that we can reach you about respect us and about anything that you're doing right. is going to the National Congress BW dot org. Is that correct? That's correct. The BW is for Black Women. Just okay. NationalCongressBW.org. Uh, there's also information up there about an event we have coming up where we honor people every year who are doing great things during the Congressional Black Caucus mm-hmm. on Sunday, September 15th. They'll find information about that because we, we like to bring people together and, and recognize the great things they're doing in our community. And we've even named the award the Dick Gregory Good Brother Award for the yes. men. And then, of course, for the women, it's the Sojourner Truth Award. Mm-hmm. The reason it's the Truth Award is that we are the people who brought truth to the Capitol some years ago yes. uh, when Barack first became president. We were able to put a statue of the first black woman to have a statue in the Capitol, and that was Sojourner Truth. And we talk about, for instance, the squad and others who are truth-like. And we're also honoring Shirley Chisholm, who was our founder. Oh, yes. This is her That's 50th right. year of wow. being, you know, uh, coming to the Congress. So we like to remember people. If we don't tell our own stories, they get told by somebody else. That's right. And they're not as good as we know that those stories are. And Dr. Williams, if you can hold on again one moment, we got to take one other break, and then I want to come back to you, and we can talk a little bit more about that illustrious uh, history. You're listening to The Uncle Devin Show on WOL. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM. And this is my show, Uncle Devin's talk show, where we uh, help to educate parents, teachers, and guardians about the importance that music and arts plays in a child's development and how you can take back control of your children's music and arts experience. Uh, on the phone line is the one and only Dr. E. Faye Williams, a national president of the National Congress of Black Women. And in studio with me is uh, Ms. Marla, Marlo Castillo, uh, arts integration uh, resource teacher with the Prince George's County, should I say the Prince George's That's County, right. <laughs> Maryland uh, public school system of which I'm a proud grad. Now you were talking a little bit about that history. You mentioned something about Shirley Chisholm, uh, Dr. Williams, yes. um, and, and that rich legacy. Expound on that just a little bit more for those who may not be familiar with how important a role that your organization has played um, in in accomplishing so many things over the years. Well, 35 years ago, um, uh, Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm and Dr. C. Dolores Tucker formed the National Political Congress of Black Women. And at that time, it was mainly to get more black women involved in politics. I think you can say that they've succeeded at that as mm-hmm. we have carried on. But at some time later, when Dr. Tucker became the national uh, chair, we were our name changed to National Congress of Black Women because we also wanted to be a service organization. We still do uh, political things. We still work in campaigns. We still vote. We, you know, encourage people to come out to vote. And again, I know that in recent years you can say that black women have succeeded in that. In fact, we are probably the highest percentage of voters of any culture, any race, or either gender. Uh, We're still working to serve our community, and we have uh, chapters all across the country, uh, Los Angeles, Houston, uh, Birmingham, Washington, D.C. We have them in Virginia, North Carolina, and, and Phoenix, Arizona, and New York, and New Jersey, and wherever. And we, we are, we're so spread out across the country that we influence what goes on in our community. 
before Dr. Tucker died, she said to the board that she wanted me to succeed her. I was not I was not even a member of the board. I was the general counsel for the organization. But once she made that statement, the board decided that they wanted to follow up with that. They wanted to, you know, respect her wishes, actually. And I became national president in 2005 when both she and Shirley Chisholm passed away. Uh, I have been president since that time. As a matter of fact, if my good friend Marion Barry were alive, you know, we, we said he was um, uh, mayor for life. Yes. Well, they made me president for life <laughs> of the National <laughs> Congress of Black Women. Yes. So um, I have uh, worked on to, to, to grow the organization all across the country, get a chance to speak to audiences all over, and we're able to bring uh, things to our people, for instance, at the um, – the brunch that I mentioned in September, we're going to be bringing a new health program out for our people. It's called Healing the Wounds of Circumstance. We are honoring the two black women who created this method of healing the wounds, meaning uh, all of us have some wounds from our our ancestors being enslaved. So we're going to be dealing with that um, at the uh, brunch. Now, I've served as a teacher, as you heard. Um, I've gone to school every chance I've received. I've gotten about five higher education degrees, with four of them being doctorate degrees. And, you know, people say, wow, four doctorate degrees. I'm going like, all it does is teaches you all the stuff you don't know. You can there are a lot of other things I don't know. Yeah. And I have been able to use everything that I have learned, whether it's my law degree, my degree uh, in theology. I am a, a minister also mm-hmm. um, at uh, a church called Greater Works in, in Maryland. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I learn things. I don't, pre- I don't go into anything pretending I know it all. I go in to learn things, and therefore I can, you know, I can do many things. I've served as national president of the Grambling Alumni Association. Mm-hmm. I've run for the United States Congress in Louisiana when no black people were running for anything in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Today we have 20 black women mayors in Louisiana, wow. and many of them credit my running, you know, being mm-hmm. out there years ago, uh, saying it's okay to do this, we should be doing this. I didn't yeah. know any better, maybe because <laughs> I got treated pretty badly. I was right. actually announced as the winner of the old Gillis Long seat, but then they called it back and said I lost by less than one half of a percent. Wow. But I didn't let that stop me. Exactly. I, I, I moved on. I've done other things. I'm a writer. I write for Trice Edney Wire Service every week for 10 years. I've not missed a week of writing what I'm thinking about, what's going on. I have my own radio program on another station. I yes. used to work on your station, by the way. Yes. I have a radio program. You're on every Wednesday, right? And it, yes, every Wednesday. Hey, every Wednesday. You're going to be on my, my That's show. right. Yeah, I was supposed to be before, and I, I got a cold, and I didn't want to come out and, and sound right. like, you know, right. somebody I wasn't. So, um, But I will be back on there, yes. Yeah, and, and I do that. It's in, this one is in remembrance of Dick Gregory. But, yes. You know, we can cover a whole bunch of subjects on that. It's called Wake Up and Stay Woke. Yes. And I, I just feel like it's an obligation for me to share whatever I have learned, whatever I have experienced with others, and then bring other people in who are doing great things, too, so that they can share with people. Yeah, our, our people need a lot of help, many of yes. them. And it's our responsibility to share what we know, share what we have with them. Mm-hmm. So I try to do that in, in many mm-hmm. different ways. Well, and if you want to learn more about the, the wonderful work that Dr. Williams is doing, you can go to National Congress BW, which stands for Black Women, dot org. That's National Congress BW dot org. Or you can call her directly. She says she returns and answers all phone calls at 202-678-678. Six seven eight eight. Is that correct? Yes. And often I'm on the road, but you see as today, I'm, I mean, I haven't stopped working, stopped participating. Even if I'm on the road and I get your messages, yes. I return them. So I want your listeners to feel free to call me. I don't know everything, but what I tell people is give me a couple of minutes and yes. I'll figure it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm going to be certainly calling you. Um, and thanks to uh, Sister Nia 2X for connecting it's us together. Um, yes. The last two weeks, she's given had me had wonderful guests on. But I'm going to be working with. I'm, I'm committing myself to work with with you, with the young people doing the work, with uh, respect us in any any way I can, and 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 make and my. We want to work with your guest who works on arts in the school. We, we uh, have been promoting music, putting music back in the schools. But technically, we should be working on all of the art. All Absolutely. Right. Okay. Let's get in touch. Well, we'll make sure, uh, and she'll be in contact with you. 
Thank you very much for your time, Dr. Williams. Safe travels to you, and we and I will certainly see you when you get back in the Washington, D.C. area uh, and hopefully visit your radio station on the Pacifica Network real, real soon. I love you, and God bless. God bless. Take care. That was Dr. E. Faye Williams, National President of the National Congress of Black Women, and in studio with me now is Marlo Castillo uh, with uh, the Arts Integration uh, Resource Teacher for Prince George's County uh, Public Schools in Maryland. Um, and thank you for your patience on that. Now, okay. talk a little bit more about. Um, well, I know recently I was honored, yeah, to do a professional development training for teachers, mm-hmm. teaching them how to use uh, really the gym bay, yeah, um, and how to incorporate that in their everyday activities. Talk about the professional development training that you you all offer for teachers. Absolutely. So that's the main charge mm-hmm. uh, I have is to uh, support our teachers in using arts integration in their classroom, and mm-hmm. that comes through professional development like Mm -hmm. you joined us in um, and uh, coaching, um, visiting them in their schools, giving them feedback, ideas, and connecting them with uh, local partners. The professional development that you got to, Mm -hmm. that thank you for (laughs) joining us with, is was a great program that we piloted this year Mm -hmm. based on um, a uh, a Title IV grant, mm-hmm. which uh, comes from the Every Child Succeeds Act okay. uh, and is based around um, whole child learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, we called this program the Arts Integration Master Teacher Program. Okay. And we gathered a group of about 25 teachers from mm-hmm. 11 elementary schools in mm-hmm. the county. Mm-hmm. And they came out to our offices once a month mm-hmm. uh, for almost the entire school year and engaged in deep and sustained professional learning and arts integration Mm -hmm. with master teaching artists. Mm -hmm. Um, And those teaching artists came from uh, John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts and from Young Audiences for Learning up in Baltimore. And that's most of the work that we do is to engage teachers in participatory workshops in arts integration so they can learn the skills to take back into their classrooms. If someone wants to reach you and the mm-hmm. work that you're doing, how can they do so? Um, you can email me at marlo, M-A-R-L-O dot Castillo, C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O at P-G-C-P-S dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. P-G- C-P-S, CPS for Prince, Prince George's, George's County, County Public, Public Schools. Schools.org. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's Absolutely. W- and again, I didn't get a chance to really get into your history. I know you say you were a teacher in Los Angeles. Um, and you're an I artist. What, what, what's your art form? So, Real, we um, got just less than about a minute. What's your art form? <laughs> So uh, mostly extracurricularly, but uh, uh, music and drama. Okay. Um, mostly drama. Worked as a teaching artist in in drama mostly, but also have have uh-huh. a lot of choir in my okay. background. Okay. And musical theater, like yeah. Annie. Well, we're going to have to have you back. I, my time is running short now, but I want to give you an open invitation that if you have something going on in the county and you need yeah. to discuss it. We partners, so we can definitely do that. All right, let's get you back out. All right, well, Marla, thank you for so much for being here, and thank you for listening to the Uncle Devin Show. Um, I, I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and we, as you see, we bring in information to bring to you so that you can take back control of your children's music listening experience. So thank you all for listening. Thank for those who are on online, uh, listening on Facebook, and we hope we will come back to you next week. We're going to deal with music incarceration and the child uh, on next week's show so hope to see you again real real soon this is uncle devin and remember life is a drum so beat it